So yesterday I shared part of the technique of how I make these toast tongs that I'm making right now, which is to use a drill gun to drill a series of holes that replaces essentially the need to use a saw to rip down the center of the toast tong. And I described it as a process I was really happy with. And what I, and I think I even described how I, I had tried other systems. Uh, and I was surprised at how many people kept, um, kept suggesting different alternatives that I could try. And I think part of it was that maybe I wasn't clear enough in communicating that I was really happy with my technique. I wasn't saying this is how I do it and it doesn't work well. I was actually saying I've tried a bunch of different ways of doing this. This works really well. And I think maybe only one person at least commented that it was helpful to know that and seemed to get that memo. And, and five or six people left comments, which is an unusual number of, have you tried this type of saw? Have you tried this type of saw? Is there a reason you don't use this type of saw? And I think A, that's super interesting that they somehow just like subconsciously saw what they wanted to see, which was a technique that they thought was a frustrating one. And they didn't hear my words, which was that this is actually really simple and it's really fast and it's easy and it's reliable. And it makes me wonder how many times in our life we do that. We see something and we assume somebody's saying one thing when actually they're saying the opposite. But that's not what I wanna talk about today. Today I wanna talk about the underlying philosophy of why I chose this approach in the first place because most of these people are suggesting that I buy a specific tool for this one process, for this thing that right now I'm making 60 of for the Spoon of the Month Club. But, you know, I make them a few here, a few there. And for that, people are suggesting that I buy a new tool. Even if it's a cheap tool, they're suggesting that I buy a new tool. And in general, I resist this idea because I've seen where that leads. That leads to a proliferation of tools that quickly clogs up your workspace and makes it um, much more difficult and to my mind, less pleasant to do anything because your space becomes a space to store specialty tools and not a space to work in. Instead, I prefer to do what I can with what I have. So the drill gun is one of the most integral tools to my life. I use it for all sorts of things. And usually it lives down at the house, but I have it. And I can bring it up to the shop and use it for a variety of forms when I need to. And I was actually quite pleased that I came up with this hack of drilling a sequence of holes that just barely touch and therefore carve out that space. Just like a router would, just like a, a bandsaw. 
and indeed, to my mind, do a, do a better job because there's because of the particularities of that form and sort of what is required to create that form, what pressures are put on wood when you apply certain tools to them. I'm not convinced a router would work. I'm not convinced a, uh, a bandsaw, depending on how it is, might work. But you'd probably have to carve out the center first and then do the outside, right? So there'd be a different sequence. The sequence as it stands right now is quite efficient. I'm happy with it. But I think that my approach of seeing what I can do with the tools that I already have and basically tailoring the forms that I make to the tools that I have rather than buying a new blade or a new anything, a new saw, a new hook knife to help me do a thing, I would rather see how far I can stretch the tools that I have and try to understand better how to design forms that I can easily make with the tools that I have. And I think that that, I'm not the only one who does that, but it is certainly more rare in the spoon carving scene. A lot of spoon carvers see selling spoons as, an, as the money that they then turn around and use to buy tools. There's nothing wrong with that if you enjoy buying tools, but <clears throat> I think there are two downsides. One is what I described of having your a practice that used to be simple get more and more complex as you pull more and more tools into the situation. You spend more time working with tools that ought to be sharpened, but it feels overwhelming because then you feel like you ought to sharpen all the other tools that are sort of halfway appropriately sharp. And there's so many of them that you feel overwhelmed by it. Or you just feel surrounded by all the tools, which many people like that sort of thing, not me. The other thing that can happen, or the other downside, is that you end up I gotta put my umbrella away. It's not raining that hard. <clears throat> you end up not understanding as well as you might the potential of the tools that you're using. So I guarantee you I can do far more with my tools than most people can do with theirs. And that's it's not because I'm more talented and it's not an accident. It's simply because I focus on doing the absolute maximum that I can with the tools that I have. And I think those constraints engender creativity. I, you know, it, I didn't see the idea of attaching two, you know, attaching a line of drilled holes together to carve out a space. I didn't see that somewhere. I came up with that on my own. And I came up with it because of the constraints of the tools. Now, I could have come up with a solution that didn't work as well as a bandsaw. <clears throat> but honestly, it works great. It works really well as a process. And um, I think there are any number of instances where that level of creativity and, and new thinking rises to the top largely because of the constraints that we place on ourselves. And so a constraint that I place on myself for one reason, mainly that I don't want the 
the, the weight, psychological weight of another tool to deal with becomes becomes the very constraint that pushes me to make some creative leap that hasn't been made before. And I think the world is full of those possibilities. But if we are only ever willing to buy something to get ourselves out of uh, whatever pickle we're in, if we feel like the solution to wanting to do something is to buy something, or that we need a new tool in order to make something happen, then we aren't tapping a huge percentage of that creativity. And what ends up happening is we end up doing things the way other people do things. And we never break any new ground and find any new space that feels excitingly fresh. So if that's you, I would encourage you to do that. The next time you think, oh, what I really want is a new axe because that will allow me to do X. Ask yourself, how can I do X with the tools that I already have? What would it look like instead? What would I learn? Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.